We're back to Neil Haley's show and the media giant effect and also the Kim Sorrell Love Is podcast. And Kim, I'm excited to welcome her, the author of Love Is, Kim Sorrell. Kim, how are you? And I know you're excited about our guest. I love talking C.S. Lewis. I, the first time I had him on was fantastic. I'm looking forward to the convo today. Yeah, uh, Max McLean, I have been so excited to meet you. Uh, you've done such an incredible job of bringing the Bible to life. And working hard at that is narrating the Bible and the daily radio show that you speak on. Um, Award-winning actor, no stranger at all to C.S. Lewis, um, being in the screw tape letters. And then Mark's gospel was incredible. And now the most reluctant convert, the untold story of C.S. Lewis, that is a fantastic film that everyone should see. And I have been a fan of C.S. Lewis and a fan of yours, and I am so pleased to welcome you to the Thank show. Thank you, Kim. Very nice. Thank you. Yeah. So how how was it uh, playing C.S. Lewis? What was it like? Well, I've been playing him for a long time. You know, the film began as a play, uh, The Most Reluctant Convert, that ran in New York for about four months, and then it toured nationally. Uh, and then my dear friend Norman Stone and I have been talking about making it a movie which we did uh, 2020, uh, and it released in, I mean, the play began in 2016. So by the time we did the movie, we'd already been performing it for four years. Uh, and uh, the film was released in November 21, theatrically, and, and did very, very well. Uh, the The opening night, it was number two movie in America, and uh, it, it actually sold better than Bond and only... Uh, I think Dune was uh, the only film that out, uh, out sold us, and that was because they were in three thousand screens. We were in five hundred, uh, but it, it it ran for four weeks, and then uh, we we had a really uh, really strong release with Amazon Prime and Apple TV, and now we're very excited to be streaming on uh, Sony PureFlix. Uh, I think the story continues. You know, Lewis fans are are legion, and uh, and uh, they want to know more about the man behind the book. You know, and you talk about the man behind the book. It's just amazing to play C.S. Lewis. How much do you look at, you know, just you're right. So many people have been learned from his reading, from his the books and the whole thing that how C.S. Lewis became who C.S. Lewis is. How'd you prepare for that role? Well, uh, one of the things I did was I, uh, he had a memoir called Surprised by Joy, The Shape of His Early Life. And that was the that was the basis of the script. And and how I wrote the script was essentially transcribing his memoirs because, because I wanted to get inside how he makes decisions in terms of, of, of uh, his writing style, his uh, uh his sense of humor, uh, how, you know, how he makes a move, why he why he decides to tell this story and and take that story in this direction as opposed to that direction, his uh, his his self deprecating wit. Uh, we were very careful to use his words, and and the words direct how to play it. Uh, you know, there's a sense of gravitas. Uh, this this uh, this real sense. There's a kind of poetic playfulness in his words that uh, uh, I, I think 
audiences kind of gravitate to. They don't get to hear people talk like that very often. Uh, and they don't get to hear uh, this constellation of ideas uh, that come in the way that he he shapes them. And all that makes spending time with him so satisfying. How interesting to get into the mind of C.S. Lewis. Such a unique individual. And one one thing that I appreciate about him and uh, uh, that you had happen in your life as well is it, he wasn't a Christian for so long. Like he, he was the opposite. Like he was so against anything Christian and then came to the realization, no, there is a God. And, and this is for real. And then his works from that point on were just amazing. But yes, the way he writes is different. It, it is poetic. And uh, I would think the way he thinks is unique. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so getting into his head, that had to be a bit of a job. Well, you know, he was a he he was an academic. Uh, he was perhaps the most popular lecturer in Oxford in his day. Uh, he read everything from the Greeks to the moderns. Uh, he had a steel trap mind that could remember everything he read, and he had he had this uh, wonderful ability uh, ability to articulate what he read into magnificent prose and speech, and. In the end, not in the beginning, uh, in the end, he did it under the headship of Christ. Uh, you know, he, he he joked about, you know, uh, his great ambition was to be a poet, not just to be a poet, to be known as a poet. And then he recognized that he'd failed at his age. Uh, when, when he made this statement, he was probably in his late 20s. Uh, he said Keats and Shelley were dead and all he, he all he published were two volumes that no one read. And it wasn't until his full conversion to Christianity did, did he begin to find his voice, not in poetry, but in prose. And, and what followed was a literary flow that would not cease. Uh, he said he no longer feared death, and, he, in, and his, his, his energies were spent imagining what the world might look like if seen from heaven. Uh, and that propelled his uh writings you know he he had this vision of this other world and he you know he, he made it his duty to press on to that other world and if he could to help others do the same and that's the thing and for sure and you do you think the um what feedback have you gotten so far from film especially you know talking to so many people who are fans of c.s lewis and everything and the success from the beginning on this film to which again I don't think you expected it, and and Norman didn't either. It, to, to this level, uh, based on this now to Pure Flix, uh, what have the fans been saying? Uh, well, you know, the only way I would know is if you know I go on Amazon and see the reviews, and uh, it's got very high reviews. Uh, it, it, you know, it it is uh, to be fair, uh, it it is uh, very thoughtful, and you know, and if you're if you're in the mood for sort of a high action film, it may not be the film for you, but it, but I mean, most people sort of self-select, they know what they're doing. If they're going to, if they're going to see a biopic on CS Lewis, uh, they recognize that it's going to be a bit heady. Uh, 
And yet that's what people who love Lewis want. So uh, in fact, uh, I'll go so far as to say that uh, one of the challenges of making uh, making films of Lewis's books is that the books themselves really don't have a lot of action in them. The action is mental. And uh, and that's the source of of the uh, you know uh, the, the source of, of of the joy that we have from reading Lewis is how he just sparks our imagination to go places where it ordinarily doesn't go, uh, and it's kind of a mistake to focus solely on the action, which is normally what how films focus. So in a certain sense, it's a little bit of a departure from traditional filmmaking, but it is truly being accurate to telling Lewis's story. What I, which I love because uh, he's iconic, of course, and, and has done so much. I'm sure that his books, I, I know people who have become Christians after reading uh, yeah. C.S. Lewis, and which mm -hmm. is, what a testimony is that, you know, I mean, when, when I write, I think, oh my gosh, if it helps one person, that that's an amazing thing. Right. And uh, so what are you hoping that people get out of this besides just knowing more about C.S. Lewis as her? What was the well, you know, his, his, his journey, you know, he was a very objective thinker and his journey was really to answer the question uh, you know, ever since we humans have been able to think, we've wondered what this universe is and how it came to be. And and so he wanted to answer that question. And he, he really couldn't understand how the the life and death of someone else 2,000 years ago could help us here now. So, uh, so uh, but through a, a series of conversations, particularly with people like Owen Barfield and, and J.A.R. Tolkien, uh, they recognized, uh, and, and of course, I, I'm really truncating this, but they recognized the uniqueness of Jesus. You know, Lewis is very, very famous for his liar, lunatic, Lord argument, uh, which some people uh, try to debunk, but they do it in a kind of dishonest fashion because ultimately, uh, if Jesus' statements are false, then Christianity is of no importance. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's, uh, it, it, it's meaningless. You know, it may provide a level of comfort to some people that uh, that need that sort of thing, but if it's not objectively true, that it should be dismissed. And that, and Lewis was pretty hard nosed about that. He said Christianity should be presented simply and solely because it is true. If it is untrue, no honest person wants to believe it. If it is true, every honest person wants to believe it. It all hinges on Jesus. Is he who he says he is? And that's uh, and so Lewis is is almost mathematical in his approach to that now he will say that there's not an absolute demonstrative proof at some point uh one must take a step of faith but the faith is based on trusting what you already know to be true so it's not like a leap into the dark it's a leap into light and he does that because he also explains very very clearly what the alternative is because the alternative is nothingness. It's atoms colliding in skulls. It's uh, it's it's uh, it, it's pure meaninglessness. He said my uh, he he mentions at some point 
my argument against God was that the universe is so cruel and unjust. Oh but where had I got this notion of cruel and unjust? I, I call the line crooked because I have some idea of a straight line. What was I comparing this universe with when I called it cruel and unjust? We have this notion of something right. better. Uh, and if and if anything was meaning meaningless, we wouldn't have this notion. In fact, we wouldn't know what meaning is exactly. because meaning doesn't exist. Well, I so he you know he, he explores all that, and most of the time we just don't mm -hmm. think about it. And when he thinks about it, he goes, you know, in the deepest recesses of my mind, I know that's there. And 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 then he has this thing called joy, which is kind of this glimpse of heaven that that touches us. He calls it the music we were born remembering, and all of that just. Uh, harkens to places that we want to explore uh, and we find we need help getting there. And Lewis really helps us get there. Well, I can't believe we're running out of time. Kim wrote a book again. Love is people need to definitely check it out. And uh, I appreciate it, Max. And the, again, the movie now is available on Pure Flix. Is that correct? That's it's, right. All yes. right. Well, we appreciate it. And thank you for telling it, teaching us more about C.S. Lewis in, in the, uh, in, in your, role in the film. We appreciate it. All right. You're listening and watching The Neil Haley Show. We'll be back in just a moment.